I'm tearing up. <laughs> it's just about hate. screamed right now, but I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. Part two I, of you this. Can, I could be here for another <laughs> no. hour. Yeah, I always go, he winds up homeless on the street. It's my fault. I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year round, I might as well get paid year round. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sweet Talk, our uh, Continuing Education Workforce Training uh, weekly podcast. Um, today, I have with me as my co-host, my guest co-host this week, is Gary Salazar, Director of Suite. How are you doing today, Gary? Good morning, Paul. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, great, great. Um, I'm, I'm doing well as uh, also. And uh, today, we have a very special guest, don't we, Gary? We do. We're very fortunate today to have uh, Mayor England, a mayor uh, from Chubbuck, joining us. Excellent, excellent. Um, so... Uh, uh, Gary, um, let's uh, talk about a, a couple little things to get out of the way. We have an upcoming um, uh, construction combine coming at the end of, what's the date on that? Uh, I think it's the 28th or so of March. It's coming up the end of the March. What did we put down there? Um, yeah, 28th. No, that's the EMC conference. Sorry. 3031 March. 3031 March. So yeah. we'll be having some guests related to that coming up on the show shortly. Correct, Gary? Jason's working on those with Scott. Yes. Okay. And then we also, again, the, you just mentioned the emergency medicine conference that we have coming up um, at the uh, end of April. And uh, that's coming up uh, 28 and 30 April. That's right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, be tuned to that. We're going to have some guests on the podcast before that event as well. So Gary, um, please um, take over the show and introduce our, our, our guest today. I mean, we, we have a, like a high tier guest today. Yeah, we are very lucky to have uh, Mayor Kevin England uh, coming on board. Uh, the mayor runs the city of Chubbuck. He's, he's the leader out there. He does a lot of things. We see him at different events uh, around, around our community as well. And we reached out to his office, talked to Wendy Butler on the scheduling side and said, yeah, hey, Mayor, be glad to jump on in here. And so we, we, we just lucked into this thing. And uh, I'm coming to this because uh, the United Senior Project, which is part of uh, a group of, uh, of seniors, active seniors in our communities who come together, different groups, and they're looking for a, uh, a building somewhere where they can all do, uh, do some fun activities, some lifelong learning uh, under one roof and see if that's possible. And uh, they sent me a few questions, and they, they're interested in hearing what the mayor might, might want to have to say about those things. So um, bringing all that together. Mayor England is, uh, has graciously accepted. We're on for 20 minutes, as I said. And uh, Mayor England, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate your time and presence for being here. Uh, we heard how you're doing, for, what you're having for breakfast. I have one personal question for you. You know, okay. I've never wanted to be a mayor of a city because it just didn't seem like that exciting, but I'm sure it is. We've, we're into the second month of this year. What has been the most fun thing you've done so far? You know, Gary, thanks for having me on. And it's uh, it really is an interesting experience being a mayor. I think uh, many may know, but others don't know that I followed my brother into this uh, position. 
uh, and and it's not something that I planned on throughout my life. It's something that came uh, uh, almost uh, forced on me, but I'm glad it did. It's been, I've had eight years so far, and I've just been elected to another four years. And I'll tell you what, the, the probably the most interesting thing about being a mayor is there are new, no two days that are alike. Absolutely not. I, as a matter of fact, there's about a two month period between when you're elected and when you're actually sworn in. And when I was first elected, I spent quite a bit of time with my brother trying to kind of get a feel for what things were. And I remember one day uh, just looking at him and saying, Steve, can you tell me what the typical day of a mayor is? And he just kind of laughed at me. And uh, <laughs> I, I totally get it at this point in time. It's uh, There is no such thing as a typical day. And that's what keeps this such a lively position. Each day you get up, you think you have your day pretty much scheduled and it never goes that way ever. And it, it takes some pretty interesting twists sometimes. But I, I can say without a doubt that I love it. Uh, I love this community and the opportunity to give service to my community just brings great joy to me. You know, that's wonderful. And, and, and I know that uh, a lot of people look forward to, to the leadership that you bring. I get to see you around the community every now and then some of our events. And I'll, I think you're doing an outstanding job. Thank you for that. Let me ask you a couple of questions. We'll get started with this thing. Um, I, like I said, I've gotten some questions from some more seniors. Uh, this one right here, uh, it, it bases, uh, it's based on uh, some recollection of an ARP magazine, 2013 issue that talked about Idaho, uh, the Northwest, the Wonderland. Uh, at one point, uh, one of our towns, uh, Pocatello, was like number two of the 10 best towns to live in. Then it moved over to Idaho Falls. Uh, we have a good reputation for people to come on out here. So the question they want to know is, hey, how do we keep this, uh, this, this good effort going to attract retired people out here to our communities? What do we need to be doing? You know, that's, that is an interesting question because oftentimes we're asked that question as to how we attract business, how we attract certain amounts of individuals. I think I've probably been asked that about uh, the tech type folks and jobs more than anything else. And when I think about it in an overall position, that's been something I've kind of grown into. At one point, I thought that we really did need to be more actively involved in selling ourselves, and maybe having some incentives to folks. But I have come to learn over the years that we really are more well-known than we know. I've had the opportunity to have conversations with people outside of our area who are very aware of our area and what's going on. And so my attitude is we need to keep basically doing what we've been doing with the attitude of let's be a positive people. As people look to an area, that certainly is what they want to come and be part of. And I think that every community is going to have their challenges. And when they do, we need to come together, put our game face on and put our best foot forward and make good decisions. But sometimes if we have a tendency to be a little controversial, that can actually do more damage than anything else that happens. And so my attitude is we're we have got such diversity in this area, we're not always going to agree on exactly the same things. But I have found in my experience that we probably agree about 90% of the time and disagree about 10% of the time. So to me, it seems silly to spend our full time working on and talking about that 10% that we disagree on. We certainly need to address that, but the bulk of our time should be spent with that 90% that we all agree on. And I don't doubt for one minute that as people who are looking to retire, look at this area, we have a quality of life, a cost of living, we have accessibility to wonderful things for folks in retirement age. And so again, I think we've got several organizations, Vanic Development being one of those, who are doing a good job of getting that word out there opening the advertising type things to make sure people are aware of us. But I, I think I have the attitude of, hey, 
we are who we are. People are gonna love us when they come here. Uh, let me just share one quick experience. Idaho Central Credit Union is just down the street from us. Great player in our community. And I always like to re remind people they really are in Chubbuck. And that's, uh, that's our, they're, they're our main people, we love them. But we had somebody who came here uh, had come here to, to decide if they were going to take the job at Idaho Central. And it was interesting because he said, he, this is a quote that he gave to me. He said, as my wife and I came into the community first thing, he said, we didn't know about whether we wanted to make this our home or not. And I asked him why. And he gave me several reasons that they, they just some experiences that they had is they just were driving around the community. They then, Idaho Central then made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. I mean, they, they gave him a great job. And so they moved to our community. This was exactly two months to the day later. And he said, I want you to know, Mayor, now that we've lived here for two months, you couldn't drag us away from here. Right. And that was when I began to realize that maybe we do need to do some things that maybe as people come through, that would attract them. But once people come here and see who we are and what we have, they don't want to leave. So I think we're doing a pretty good job, actually. That's Excellent. great. That's good to Excellent. hear. I like you leading with the positivity and, and the attitudes and, and working with people who are helping make us better. That, that's yeah. a great way to go. And I agree. You can't, you can't spend your time on every single thing out there. You got to drive towards what works for the community. You mentioned Bannon County. So I have a question about Bannon County. Uh, well, they refer to the latest estimates from Bannon County uh, population, 24% uh, are over at 55 years of age. And that percentage is growing in our community, communities at large uh, every year. So um, what do you, what's your perception of our, our facilities that take care of seniors, you know, um, physical, social, emotional, nutritional, mental health needs, anything that addresses lifelong learning? How do you feel we're doing? Are, are, do we have enough facilities? Are we adequate? Are we growing in that direction? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, a lot of that depends. Again, it comes back to that diversity, but it's interesting. I don't know that I'd ever seen that statistic. One in four in our county are over 55. That's that's quite immense, you know, and, and at that point, I, I guess what I'd say is that group will have a lot of uh, political say in our community, because my experience is folks who are over 55 are pretty politically active, too. They're the folks that get out and vote, and they're the folks that, that get actively involved. And again, I suppose a lot of it would depend on what some folks' individual needs were. Some would say, hey, this community is serving me fine. We have what we need. There'd be many others who say, you know what? There are things that we can bring on that would, would allow us to socialize more, to have more of a, of a group experience. I, some folks love the church they belong to, and they're and they so actively involved in that 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 keeps them busy. I think one of the things that I have seen, I actually had the opportunity a number of years ago to work with some, uh, some widows in the area. And I became very concerned about some of the things that I saw happen with them, but their needs were so diverse. Some, some wanted us to have all kinds of activities where we would gather. Others were totally content to be in their home and be a little bit of a hermit. And, and so I think you're going to have that across the board. But as I look, generally speaking, we certainly have some needs in this area that I think if we collectively come together we can find the answers and provide the things that each one of our, our uh, senior citizens, mature citizens, however you want to address them, uh, need in their lives. Yeah, that's a great answer. And, and I think you're right on with uh, the diversity and the differences out there. Um, yes, there, there's a steady population of folks who like to stay at home. They like, you know, they're, they're retired. They want to do those things and focus on them. There's another group out there that, hey, I want to continue learning. You know, being right next to Idaho State University is another great attraction for folks. 
Um, people want to keep learning and they're looking for those avenues out there. That group is still here. And uh, this United Senior Project group is looking for, with others that are part of it, you know, where can we all come together as different groups? Where can we have some activities? Where can we do the things we want to do to keep that going? Thank you for talking about that. You bet. Um, I, I, I believe that, because um, I also work with that, that United Senior Project, I believe that's an active group. It's always nice to see people who are looking for a solution. You know, they're not sitting back and grumbling and going, hey, this isn't working for me. What are you doing for, for me? They're out there trying to see, do we have a building? Can we have a community center? Can we do something with special? Can we attract boys and girls clubs here? In fact, when we talk community center, it doesn't always have to be seniors. It can be intergenerational. I mean, do you have any thoughts on a, on a large place where all generations might come together? Can, can this region support something like that? We don't, we don't know where, but is, is that something that's feasible? I believe that it is. And I think if people have been following us as, as the city of Chubbuck, we've been pretty actively involved in, in trying to determine what could be done in a community center. And we actually took, uh, I think, most of our council. I, I don't remember if all four went, but and we, we traveled to Provo and a couple other areas. Provo was the one that really hit me because, again, the challenge we have is we don't have the population that Provo has. And so because of that, but they've got a beautiful community center that, that really does bring together the, the mature and young audience and has things for each one of them. Uh, they even in their facility have a uh, childcare uh, facility where people can come and when they're working out at the facility, they can have their children watch there. It was funny because as I had talked to the, the manager, he said, that's one thing we might rethink. And it, it was a bit of a challenge, I think, to them. But, I, but yet, what a blessing it was for people to be able to not have to say, what am I going to do with my children while I go for my hour, hour and a half? Yeah. And so, I, so again, I believe that it's something that is possible, and it, but it does take all of these different organizations come together and to say, how can we work together? As I came to the conclusion of that, because of what it would cost and what it would take, we really would have to draw the entire area. I've really wondered if at the county level, we don't need to find ourselves a recreation district and determine how that's going to come together. And that might be the absolute uh, wonderful way to do this. I, as I read one of the brochures you gave me, they reached out to Power County and, and Bingham County and even out into Georgetown. And, and I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if we really could get this region to work together for something like this? The challenge you get with that, when we started talking about actually building a community center, even in Bannock County, South Bannock County would have questions. Well, if you're going to build it there in the Pocatello area, that's really not that accessible to us. So, so why would we put our dollars into that? And so maybe we need to have that. Maybe we need to understand where the major population is of our seniors and try to find a central place where they can come together and do that. But I was excited as I came home from Provo, but I recognized we had two uh, things that just they have, we don't have. And number one was the population. Number two, they really did have an organization to work together. I asked them how BYU affected them. And they said, it doesn't at all. It really doesn't. BYU pretty much takes care of their students. We're taking care of our communities. And so I, I've seen it work. I believe that we, if we'll come together, I believe we can make it work. Yeah, um, gr great comments on that. I like the fact that you've talked about the larger community. You know, I mean, this is this valley that we're in. It has so many groups that could, could benefit from it. You know, over in Pocatello, they have that senior activity center. One of one of their central uh, uh, themes is they provide food to seniors who need it. You know, it's very economical. It's very good for them. You know, that's something that uh, we might want to bring in too. Reaching out to larger groups that might be able to provide resources for us is probably a great key. 
organizing groups together and, and providing that united front is another great key. Having that attitude, that positive look for this. I think all those things work together. What, what do you think would be the first place we should start with that? I mean, do we have to organize first? Do we have to have an idea? Do we look for funding first? Do we need to have a building area? What, in your experience as a mayor setting up a city, what do you look for first if you wanna accomplish something like this? What's obvious to me, the very first thing you need to do is find the interest level. We do a lot of surveys in the city of Chubbuck and that's the reason we do them is to find out what our folks are thinking and what they'd like to see happen. So I think that's, and, and that may have already happened. I'm not aware if it has, but it's a matter of reaching out to the community and saying, what do you want? What would you be willing to support? And support has a lot of different connotations. It's not necessarily money. We're going to need to have time commitments. We're going to have money commitments. We're going to need to have we're going to need to have your commitment to this if it's going to work. And that, to me, the reason that's the first thing is then you can you can very scientifically say, okay, this is our need. This is where we'd like to go. Now let's start making a plan how we get there. And that's when you start talking about the concepts of where might we build it, what might it look like. Experience tells me when people who have the interest in it have the, the, they're involved in those decision processes of the where's and how's and what's, they become much more excited about it and much more committed to it. So I think, I think there are definite steps that need to be taken. I know that these folks have been working on this for well over five years. They were in my office a number of years ago talking to me about this, and I recognized the challenges that they were up against. I'm excited that five years later, they're still working on it and not discouraged and saying, well, I guess we can't make it happen. <clears throat> That's a good thing to recognize. It might take some time to get this together, but it's well worth it. And, and we're at a point where I believe we can do it. I do. I think, I think there are some funding opportunities out there that we have never had before. Uh, COVID has brought plenty of challenge, but it's also opening great opportunities. And this is a place that we ought to be looking. Are there things that we can do with the CARES Act that, believe me, our seniors have been affected by this COVID thing. What can we do to better serve them? How can... Maybe some of these projects will fit into the criteria for spending some of those dollars. So I think, again, I think this is a great time to be talking about some opportunities for, for funding. Yes, and, and you mentioned that they, this group came and talked with you a few years ago. They're still into it. I'll tell you, they are still passionate about it. The folks that, that I get to rub shoulders with, they want something to happen. They're very interested in doing whatever it takes to achieve that goal. So that fits in with your earlier you know, statement about a commitment about a commitment and positive attitude. They're not giving up, you know, and they want to find more people who have that same interest and they want to continue to grow uh, all those senior groups. And maybe somewhere down the road, we'll find a place where all the money comes together, all the interest comes in together, and here's a great location. And, and all that confluence of, of themes coming in can help produce a start and we can grow something that benefits all of us. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I totally support that. I, I, I think everybody I talk to, they want to do something with that. It's, it's very nice to hear you say a lot of those same words. I think that shows commitment uh, from the leadership of the city of Chubbuck. Uh, I know they have that in other places, and I appreciate your being able to come on and do that. If somebody had a question for you, Mayor, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and say, hey, I want, I want to know more about this, or what can we do with that, how would they get a hold of you, or where should they go? Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm grateful. My door is always open and I have the opportunity to talk to a lot of citizens and we want to make it just as easy as possible. My uh, assistant, Wendy, her direct number is 208-239-3206. 
she schedules my appointments and I, I made the mistake my first year as mayor of trying to schedule some of my own appointments and messed up our whole lives. So I tell people yeah. that I, I have a block of time that I hand to Wendy and she owns it and, and I do what she says, basically. But if you have a desire to come and talk to Mayor England, you get a hold of Wendy and she'll get you in and you'll be surprised how quickly she can get that arranged too. And, and particularly if you have a, a concern that, that rises to the level of needing to see the mayor, uh, you'll be really tickled how quickly you can get in. But we certainly make time for citizens. And I love having uh, communication with our citizens, finding out what their concerns are. And it's amazing to me how many of them nowadays don't just come in with their concerns. We receive great compliments from them and they're grateful for what's happening. And then they have, how about if we, and I, I just love that. So very open to the opportunity of talking to anybody who would like to come in. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. And Wendy, by the way, you are right on. I, I got in touch with her and like next thing you know, she says, hey, well, how about this time? And I go, wow, that was quick. It was easy. Love you. I love Wendy. I love you. have been able to put that out. What a great way to be so uh, receiving and, and people have access to the office. That is terrific. I can see our time's almost up here. So what I'd like to do is give you an opportunity to finish this out. There you go. And, and if there's anything you want to say uh, before we close this, uh, this would be a chance for you, to, our mayor, to talk to all the seniors out there. As you know, we'll post this later on and everybody get a chance to see it. Great, Gary, thank you so much. I just, I just might say that I gotta be careful not to be too self-serving because I'm, I'm one of you folks. Uh, I turned 65 this year, so, so I'm a senior and I'm grateful for the things that I see that are available to us. But you know, I think again, as I think of the diversity of the seniors that I've worked with. There's two things I know. The seniors make our community work. I, I am amazed when I go in and see different things that are going on in our community and see the people who are the, the movers and the shakers behind it. And most of them are our senior citizens. And by the way, they don't ever want me to bring their name up. They don't want any recognition, but I got news for you. Many people think a lot of these wonderful projects that happen in our community just happen. They don't, they take great time and effort. So I know this community, I know their heart. They want to serve this community. Too often when we get a special interest group, they really are in it just for them. The seniors are just the opposite. We have an obligation to take care of their needs, but I got news for you. If we'll get behind this and support them and getting this put together, we'll find out that they'll find great ways to serve our community. So as the mayor of Chubbuck, as a leader in this community, I would encourage all of us to be as actively involved in this process as we can, to recognize that again, we're talking about serving a quarter of our population. Let's get behind it and give it our very best positive efforts. Great, thank you very Great. much, Gary. Thanks for joining us on Sweet Talk. Paul, you wanna close us out? Yes, uh, I thank you so much for being on the show today, um, Mayor England. Appreciate it so much. But if you want to get a hold of us here at uh, Continuing Education Workforce Training, you can reach us by either um, emailing us at cetrain at isu.edu. You can visit our website at cetrain.isu.edu, or you can call our, us, you know, the old fashioned way, 208. 282-3372. Great. Okay. Thanks again, Mayor. We're done. Thank you. Thank you so Very much. Good. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it.